Uber Cube, the podcast where we discuss all things cube, but with refreshment. This is your host, Anthony Adams, a.k.a. Uber Bear, and I'm joined by a special guest from a previous episode today. Christian Anderson. Christian Anderson is a close friend of the show. Stu was uh, unavailable to record it during this time, and we have a topic that's uh, it's probably... It's probably more alignment because uh, both Christian and I are curators and Christian's new to the curating scene. What's this new cube you've built recently? I have recently built a Bant Enchantment cube. It's 180 and it's all bestow, just a big focus on enchantments and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. So what we're going to talk about today, the topic in particular is going to be cube essentials. Basically everything you need to own a cube design a cube, top-down design, uh, all of the storage, the type of sleeves that we use, both Christian and I and our entire group that we play with, etc. So before we even get into the topic any further, we're going to do the thing that we always do here at UberCube, and we're going to enjoy our libations of the show. Uh, Christian, what are you having today? I'm having the Atomic Pumpkin by New Belgium. It's uh, going to be pretty tasty, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm kind of in. Yeah, he's doing a leap of faith here. I'm into this, uh, so I'm not a huge pumpkin beer fan, but uh, this particular one's got some uh, spices to it, so it's a little hot, like a little jalapeno tinge to it. I kind of dig okay. it. Let's crack them open and get to the show. All right, so the topic's going to be cube essentials. Uh, I won't steal Christian's thunder. He came up with a pretty sweet quote to lead this one off. And it, it, it really does uh, kind of reflect the type of message that we're wanting to do during this particular episode. Yeah, it's a quote from Lucas from one of my favorite movies, Empire Records. And it says, you know, many people say that it doesn't make a difference. But I say it's the difference that makes it. And he's talking about vinyl records. Yeah, But we can definitely apply that to... All the cube essentials here. Yeah. So, uh, like I said before in the beginning of this, uh, I'm I curate currently six cubes. Christian has two. We have another friend that has like five. So there's a large there's a, there's there's a rather large consortium of cubes in our play group. And because of that, we've all had the opportunity to buy certain products, uh, i.e., storage cases. We've went through, or excuse me, went through iterations of sleeves. Uh, we we double sleeve. We do all the things, and all that has been basically trial and error up to this point. And it's just from years of, you know, before that we were playing EDH. We were, heck, we weren't even sleeving at the time in the beginning. <laughs> and then later down the path, we're maybe single sleeving and we're tearing sleeves. And, 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 you know, it becomes kind of like part of the cube environment that you're wanting to set to have certain types of storage cases, certain types of lands, certain types of dice. If you're building a thematic cube specifically, you want to give that when they sit down, a player sits down to play your table, your yeah. pod, they want to enjoy this like thematic immersive experience. So adding these kind of special things that we're going to go into here, they really set the tone for your cube. It, it, like I said before, it offers immersion to the drafting and the play experience. And then you're going to do this if the recommendations that we're going to offer, you can do it if it's possible, but we do understand here at Ubercube, uh, myself included, there are budgetary restrictions. So this isn't in the world. We just wanted to give some flavor out to the universe here to yeah. the Cube community and see if some people, any new curators, et cetera, they had ideas they wanted to try out. We're going to give them our trials and errors and hopefully save them a little bit of money on this path, get them, give them the yeah. right direction. All right. So we're going to kind of cover over like how can you uh, make your cube reflect your vision with the aesthetics of the cube, the uh, basically the sleeves, the 
the dice you've chosen, the storage cases, the tokens, the entire vibe of the cube. You basically want to kind of, you know, top down design it. You know, we're going to kind of lead you down the path here. And what we said before is this kind of creates the immersion. It sets the tone. It kind of tells the story of the cube. Because like I said, I've got, for example, I have my Munson cube. And the entire cube is based on Eddie Munson, the Lord of Metal. We've talked about it in other episodes. It's a Jund 180 cube. The lands specifically have been chosen because Eddie Munson, no spoilers, I assure you, uh, is a huge D&D fan. So I chose the lands to be, I chose the art to be the same ones from the D&D land. So everything's aesthetically matches the D&D concept, but it is a metal cube. So the art that I've chosen for the particular cards within said cube, those are all uh, metal as AF, generally speaking. Like they're going to be, they look like they're from a record album or like he's from an album cover or they're like they're a Metallica theme song, etc. One of the considerations that you're going to do when you're designing your cube is you're going to have to determine how many players you're going to have, your group size, the number of drafters. And that really that really helps you kind of guide yourself down. Am I making a 180? Am I making a 360? Am I making a 450? Am I making a 540, 720, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, or whatever iteration 480 in the case of my two-headed giant cube, for example. The other one is kind of when you start thinking about this is what products do you need? Like, what do you, what do you need to even start building a cube? And, and granted, uh, like you said, there's budgetary restraints. If you want to put your cube in a shoebox, that's awesome. It is. But uh, when I've done mine, I've just decided to kind of branch off and do a little bit over time flavor and flair, right? Like I want the entire experience. When you crack that box open, it feels like an artifact cube. So I've chosen bronzy color, double sleeves, etc., matte dragon shields. And then all of the choices said within the cube really reflect that kind of persona. Yeah, and you can get cube boxes that can just hold everything that you need in there. So, you know, for my cubes, I have a box and it has all the sleeves, all the tokens, the dice. You can hold everything that you need. So all I have to do is show up with that box and we're ready to go. Yeah, so your players generally, or at least my players, they want a plug-and-play experience. When I show up, they want me just to open up the box. I have all the materials within the box, right? And, th- and that's kind of the ideal situation. You, who wants to go out and buy a game of Monopoly and realize you have no dice in it, right? right. I mean, granted, <laughs> the scramble will happen, but you get the point. So we've got some storage boxes that we're going to talk about during this episode. We have our favorites within our play groups. going to be like Game Genic or Dex or Wizards Foundry. And we'll talk about all those. We're also going to cover price points for a lot of these, which I think will be help to give people guidance when they're designing a cube to what they should expect. And, and when we give you the price points, we're going to build it off of a, a 180 and a 360. And then you can use multipliers to help yourself kind of give yourself a budgetary idea of what you're looking at to do the things that we're recommending during this particular episode. Another thing we talked about because of the budgetary restrictions, and, and our group does this in particular, we talk to our play group. Everybody kind of pitches in, right? Sure, your first time you roll out a cube and you go, hey, uh, hey, peeps, I've got a brand new cube. You guys want to play it on Friday night? And everybody shows up, right? And, but immediately people start offering would-be constructive criticism or why aren't you running this card or I wish I saw this in here or how come your lands don't match or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You will find pretty quickly that your play group will suddenly, uh, most of them and mine, they'll start saying, hey, I've got this sweet foil. I think this will look really good in here and pimp out your cube, et cetera. Christian, you have anything to say about that? So, yeah, specifically for my fake cube, I asked Nathan, and he, our good buddy, he said that he had a bunch of lands from Eldraine. And I thought that was perfect because, you know, it has fits that, like, fairy tale theme. Right, right, right. And, yeah, so uh, 
crowdsourcing, it, it does work. So if you're on a budget with these recommendations we're making, you will find that oftentimes once people get a shot at your cube, and you're probably asking, what is a cube? Well, okay, well, if they've asked that, those are the ones you're looking at because they're going to play it for the first time and there's a strong chance you're going to fall in love with it because if you replicate some sort of limited or draft experience that they've had in the past that reorients them to their original path down the magic you know, trail, they'll, they'll be interested. They'll want to actually start playing it more. And then you know, it happens all the time. They're like, hey, dude, I, I noticed that you've got a Zulaport cutthroat in your cube, but I've got this sick secret layer art that I think you should put in there. It's foiled out just for no reason. And it's, it's kind of neat. It just starts happening and you give them your, you know, your plain one and it just becomes part of the cube community within your play group. It's, it, it really, it's, it really makes the cube part of, it makes it holistically part of your group, right? Everybody wants to grow with the cube, the tuning and refining. All right. And as far as, uh, Getting into what database we're going to talk about, we're going to cover Cube Cobra. That's the premier database that I use, and basically I use all of my or my changes, my recommendations, sharing, pack one, pick ones, all the things and stuff. It is just an amazing organizational database structure yeah. that you can use, and inside of that, it's going to have statistics and analytics that you can run on said cubes, and it helps you error check your own cubes before you release to the general public. Like most of my cubes, before I even build them, I'll completely design and construct them on Cube Cobra and theory craft them and share them with my group and then get feedback. Christian, you got anything on that? Take your time. Yeah. Um, Cube Cobra is also great because it has a like page that like tells you the tokens that you need and all the cards that make that. So you can also then figure out how many tokens you're going to need to get for your cube. All right. So let's kind of move on to what we're trying to do here. So we kind of talked about, we're going to talk about all the things you need, the cube essentials, if you will. Right. But let's do this together. Let's construct a 360 popper cube. And let's talk about, I'm going to give you the links within this. It'll be considered, it'll be inside the show notes. I'm going to give you some price points of what things will cost. Because recently, this past Christmas, for my little brother Josh, I built him a 360 popper cube. In addition to Christian built, he basically cloned uh, May's fake cube. And both of these price points, I checked them on Cube Cobra and the statistics, and they're basically their card size. I believe May's at 380. Uh, my cube that I designed is at 360. But everything that I'm about to tell you will align these two ideas. So if you wanted to IE build the Magically Delicious Popper Cube or the Fay Cube, pardon me, 385, it's going to be listed in the show notes. You can check it out. So here we go. So total estimated construction of this cube. This is for all the parts and pieces, the Popper Cube in particular. I estimated at about $350 US. That's, that might seem like a lot. Most of these cards actually I owned in my particular collection because a popper cube is going to be, you know, obviously commons or things that have been adjusted or downgraded, downshifted to common throughout history. Uh, I had most of those in my binders. So I was able to offset the cost. I, I maybe paid 30 bucks for total cards, but I thought to be fair, total card value with inside of the said magically delicious popper cube was about a hundred to 120 bucks, give or takes. And that was 360 non-foil commons, uh, specifically non-foils. Sure, you can splash some foils in there, but you're going to be kicking that price point up. As far as the basic lands, I'm a huge proponent, and Christian is too. I have now moved to where I like all of my lands to, like we said, set the tone of the cube. So I look for matching sets. But in order to meet a price point or a budgetary restriction, I went ahead and designated each on a brand new standard release set is what I did for the math. You're going to need, in my opinion, I like to have more than less, I do about 40 of each basic land, which comes up to, you know, you're going to need roughly 200 basic lands. So that can hit about a price point of about $50 US. Uh, so, so far we're up to 150 
with between the actual owning the cards and purchasing the basic lands. And then if I wanted to use my favorite, and this is my favorite, is the Dragon Shield matte sleeves. Uh, I just like the texture, the feel, and the grip. They don't slip and slide in your hands, and I'm, I'm kind of glad that's the direction they went. Uh, you can buy six boxes of Dragon Shield matte sleeves for about $70 US, give or take. Now, I'm not including taxes and regional yeah. locations and shipping and all the things stuff. And also, uh, I want to go ahead and throw in this point, too. We're specifically talking about purchasing this from your LGS. Yeah. we got to support LGSs, folks. I mean, they, they, you know, we just went through a major overhaul in the country, the world with a major pandemic. Businesses of suffering, brick and mortars kind of falling out. Your LGSs could really use the support when I'm pushing these things out here. The other one, too, that I like to use is I'm a double sleever. I can't not double sleeve now. It, it not only protects your cards, but it provides density. Like it, it gives them some texture when you're holding. Right. They don't feel flimsy. They don't feel like cardboard anymore. Helps them uphold. Uh, Christian, any thoughts on that particular one? Um, yeah, I go with the the KMC ones, uh, and I really it does like you said, just give it that extra, you know, structure thickness. Yeah, that, yeah. You, that you really want. And it, it just kind of gives. It's it's hard to explain. It's a texture. Yeah. It's a texture <laughs> thing. While you yeah. while you're drafting and shuffling the cube, it's a texture thing. It keeps them dense and stops you from warping and bending your cards. It keeps them sturdy. Also straightens them out if you. I've noticed too. It also straightens them out if you got Pringles. Yeah. And nobody gets Pringles from a certain company, right? Uh, people are gonna spill. I mean, that's you know. Yeah, here at Ubercube, uh, we may be drinking currently an atomic pumpkin near said magic card. So yeah, and by the way, if you spill them, we're in my, we're working out of my office, and there are piles of magic cards. So please be careful with the Voodoo Ranger. Yeah. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's talk about another one. There was perfect. We talked about we talked about Dragon Shield, but also there's KMC. I'm actually more of a KMC person. Uh, I've kind of fell in love with those. And what you're looking for, this actually does matter, is the size. When you're going into your LGS and you're picking out what perfect fits you want, whether it be Dragon Shield, KMC, or some other brand, you're looking for 2.48 times 3.46 in far as the sizes. And that'll be in the show notes as well, too. And that's for the standard Magic Card size, opposed to, if I'm not mistaken, the Japanese version of cards are, are smaller. Yeah. So this actually will, you know, those won't work with what you're trying to do. So you got to be mindful of that when you are picking these up. So we're going to move over to kind of our next thing that we've used for our cubes. And I'm actually going to let Christian cover this piece. And we're still doing the dollar value tick up to 350 for this popper cube. But this is something that Christian has for his, his particular environments. Yeah. So um, this is the uh, storage box that I mentioned earlier. And it's the GameGenic Games Layer. Um, and it's a uh, 600 plus if you're looking for the actual name to find it. And it holds, um, it will hold 360 or in my case, 385 double sleeved cards. And it runs for about, uh, 79 bucks. Yep. And we'll have the show. We'll have that up in the links. That's a favorite of our group too. Now they're going to have a lot of iterations. We've got, um, it just depends on the size of the cube, but this works wonderfully for the 360 and the one that i am sharing in the show notes is the one that i'm using for the design of the magically delicious popper cube so that kind of totalizes the popper cube so let's kind of let's walk through those price points again how i got to the 350 uh to build it so i, I designated about 100 120 us to the actual purchase of the common cards if you own zero of them on the said list right and then i gave about a 50 dollar budget to basically purchase 200 basic lands, assuming that, you know, there's a new standard set at 25, 25 cents per land, give or takes. You can oftentimes get them cheaper than that. 
and so that they match. So you could order all the same forest, all the same swamps in order to build this thematic brew. Like if you're in a Theros block, maybe you want to get lands from Theros at the time yeah. or a Strixhaven. And that's what you're building for your cube, for your environment or some kind of magical idea. You would get lands from there and they're all really pretty. It's whenever they get this price point gets blown out the door when you start going way back in time or start getting specialty lands. But this is just for your standard non-foiled common basic lands. And then in order to do a 360 cube, you've got to purchase, this is just to have, to have about 40 extra, you're going to get six boxes of Dragon Shield matte sleeves is what I prefer. And those are looking at about roughly $70 on the price point. And then we've got the inner sleeves that are about 50 to 70 of some variants. And then we're going to go ahead and purchase the box that we talked about from Game Genic in this case. It runs about $80 US without tax. So that's kind of where the 350 bada boom, bada bing came as far as building a popper cube from nuts to bolts, Straight up. And, and actually, you'll get so much playtime out of that, you'd be surprised. Like, that is, it is a game that will keep on giving. You will sit down with your group, you will draft all the time, you'll, it'll never play the same way twice, and then updating a popper cube in particular is very affordable. Um, I also will reference Sandwich's popper cube, which you did in the popper episode. His list is going to be foiled out, but as far as the, the particular cards in here, and I think he runs 450, it would probably fit within this game, Genix. Yeah, actually, it would, in fact, fit within this game, Genix. And I'll share that within the show notes too, so you have references. All right, so we're gonna move over kind of to a next subset. We're gonna build a 180, basically the, using the same concepts that we used. Right. And it's gonna be some price points. Okay, and so in a 180 cube, you're generally gonna have, it's gonna be about $160 to build that. That's We've, excluding the cards in this particular subject. Yeah, because, because the cards in this scenario, is, uh, the popper was easy for me to do that, or say the fey. But when we start going down the path of the 180, it can be anybody's flavor. Right. So I'm doing the materials. 180 cube is typically going to be about uh, two to three colors. For the basic lands, it's generally going to cost you only about 30 bucks there because you only need like 120 of them. And you're going to go, still you can find most basic lands for about 25 cents. Right. Um, The game genic... Again, love Game Genic. Uh, they have a games layer, and that's the 400 plus, and that will fit double sleep cards, and that will run you about 50 bucks. 50 US. bucks. Yeah. yeah. And then you need four packs of the Dragon Shield mats. That's going to run you about 40 bucks. And then four packs of the KMC or Dragon Shield inner sleeves. It's also going to run you about 40 bucks. Yeah. So in a nutshell, that was kind of the logistics of building that. It's 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 not too expensive actually to get these things, and, and we'll share all this again. I said in the show notes, um, this is meant to be more of an informative podcast for anybody that's wanting to draft or build, i.e., a, a, a thematic cube, or they're looking for some unique storage. And so based on that, I want to share some other storage stuff that I've been using. I happen to have my 482 headed giant cube. It's long, it's large, it's huge, right? So I use a Dex Supreme for that one. It's about 60 bucks US, but it holds about a thousand cards, double sleeved. As far as my horror cube, and this is where I love this site. I would say that this product's not as protective of the cards, but thematically speaking, it's absolutely gorgeous. And that would be Wizards Foundry. They have their grimoires. And the Grimoires look a lot like uh, spellbooks. And I mean, they've got a huge just consortium of spellbooks you get on this case. You know, I've, I've probably got one of the first ones that came out. I want to go ahead and move my horror cube into one that's more boo scary at some point. But for now, yeah, it's pretty sweet. And then uh, another thing that, you know, for my 540 powered vintage cube, and that was the one that I, you know, anybody that has those understands this. 
that's the one I want to make sure is waterproofed and sealed and all the things and stuff. I found a product that I purchased, believe it or not, from the container store, and it's Condition 1. And it's basically a Pelican box, for lack of better terms. It's like what you would use for laboratory, carrying laboratory tools or et cetera, right? So I'll share that in the show notes, too. It's one of my favorites, and there'll be images I'll put up inside of the things. But so we're going to kind of – this has been a short and sweet kind of episode. Uh, just wanted to make it what, – what kind of logistically – what are you looking at for cost, et cetera? So what we're going to cover is the budget. Like we said before, Popper Cube 350 for the materials, complete nuts to bolts build of it, etc. Uh, when we got into the Bant 180 or my Munson Jund, the price varies based on the cards that are included. So we excluded those from the price points. But as far as purchasing the particular boxes, the double sleeves, or excuse me, the inner sleeves, the particular boxes, the double sleeving, etc., and all the you know dice and flavor and tokens that we put in these things to make it immersive, so it feels like. You know, you're in a metal concert or it feels like you're in Theros. And I know that sounds weird, but it does matter when people sit down on the table. They want to yeah. feel that. I, I love a good shoebox. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying <laughs> that a shoebox isn't great. I, I get right. it. Uh, not to knock the shoebox. But I'm just saying when you unfurl this thing, it just feels different. When your players, your players get, you know, they enjoy the experience. And again, like we said before, I mean, it just, it, if you go with the game genic thing, you can't really go wrong. It just contains everything you need. You can have storage for dice, stores your tokens, and they just bring that out, and bam, you're Cuban. All right, and most importantly, just Cuban have fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're going to move over to our uh, our socials. So like we said, Christian, myself, and Stu, we're going to be at KubeCon in Madison, Wisconsin on October the 23rd. We're excited to hopefully see everyone there, and that's going to be amazing. I'm excited. I'm bringing my Artifact Cube. It's going to be awesome. Matter of fact, I'm bringing, we're bringing all these cubes we're talking about. Oh, yes. <laughs> all right. And what we would like, if you love this show, and we truly hope that you appreciate it, we really, really, really appreciate a five-star review on your favorite player. You can find us on Twitter at UberCubeMTGPod or reach us at UberCubeMTGPodcast at gmail.com or you can link us up on Discord at UberCube. And last but not least, I wanted to refer to the Patreon that we have where you can find us at patreon.com forward slash UberCube. Other than that, this was just meant to be an informative kind of serial episode. And yeah. we wanted to go over just some of the basic stuff we have. And, and I will include all of the images and, and included also have links so you can actually purchase these materials we're talking about if you so desire. And other than that, we just want to say the thing we always say here. Happy cubing. Happy cubing.